here's the now fifth time that I'm going to get canceled. I love it because I'm a We absolutely are going to have to cut that out. I <laughs> but... Oh my gosh, hello. Oh, do I have lipstick on my teeth? Maybe. I know my lips are so chapped, so. Oh, it's dry. It's dry. I'm not built for this weather. The problem is, is that I'm kind of like excited for global warming. Is that going to get me canceled? (laughs) Because I'm like, the less winter we have, the better my skin is. Like, I'm going to have a better time the warmer it is and the longer it is. I'm sorry about it. One thing about Hannah, she's ready for global warming. (laughs) First pod episode right out of the bat canceled and she hates the environment she hates shamu locks off (laughs) but anyway welcome to besties pod thank you guys so much for listening to our first episode we are in our premiere era in our podcast bestie era and we are so excited to bring you all along on this journey so to look forward to future besties it's going to be all the pop culture gossip we're going to be talking about what the best tea was of the week and then hannah is going to do her iconic specialty and give us some deep dives and have not only you guys gagging but me as well because i have no idea what the deep dives are that she's going to be bringing every week. So I'm just as excited as you listeners are to hear what she's going to give us. I cannot wait for you to hear the deep dive for this episode. When I tell you, uh, even my dad last night, I was just giving him a little tiny taste of the tea, a little sip of it. This man went on his own deep dive. This this grown 61-year-old man no. was like Googling away because of how scalding hot this tea is. Oh, wow. Not daddy Googling the tea. That's what you know. It's piping. I'm so excited to finally be here with you recording our first episode of best teas Santisha and i met doing a fun little project you guys are gonna see soon we, that might be some tea we have to spill just kidding there's absolutely an nda in place there is tea right. there is tea to be second. had we just might not be able to spill oh, so it. Much tea. we're gonna have to hire Boy tree pain if we want to spill any of that tea yes okay transition <laughs> <laughs> Tree, hit us up, please. I mean, listen, I love an HBIC. There's a reason why those two women are the most powerful people in the world. Well, I'm just going to get into it and start with the weekly tea. Yeah, let's just jump right on in. Okay, well, like you mentioned, our girl Tree is Taylor Swift's publicist and has been for quite some time. And Miss Tree is telling Dumois to go climb one, if you know what I mean. She, (laughs) sorry, I had to. (laughs) Get ready for the goofy puns and dad jokes coming from yours truly. But- um, Love it. Yeah, Miss Tree is really upset with Dumois. I don't know if you saw this this week, Hannah, but she basically told them, to 
stop lying and causing pain and trauma from Dubois posting that Taylor and Joe Alwyn had a secret marriage or at least a ceremony before they broke up, allegedly. Right. So I saw a little bit about this this morning, but I didn't know that it was directed at Dumois. And so that's mm-hmm. really interesting to me because I don't know if any of the listeners know the tea on Dumois, but a lot of people speculate that that's kind of celebrity run, that a lot of the celebrities are the ones actually submitting the information themselves. Because Okay, so listen, right? Here's Here's my own tea on your tea. So back in the day when you had, like, let's say the heyday era of Lindsay, Britney, Paris, right? Uh, the, uh, the era. The era, truly. The only way that you could really control the narrative in the press was to go to a printed publication. Obviously, we all know mm. print is dead. Or like the, the heyday of the Diane Sawyer interview, right? Like, it's just gone. It's mm-hmm. just a little bit over. So it's interesting to me how it evolves to where when you want to control that narrative a little bit, you go to Dumois or you call up Backrid and you get those paparazzi pictures of you posted and you get, you know, the little tea stir in with you being at some restaurants and things. So I think it's very interesting that as calculated as Tree Payne and Taylor are, that they're shutting down probably what I would consider is one of the most calculated gossip columns in media right now. Watch mm. us get a cease and desist from, <laughs> from Dumois. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would be honored. Like, despite what the celebrities think, I do love them. I love them. I love Ferris. I'm I do avid- too avid listener story watcher subscribe to the newsletter like i i do love them and one thing that do did say about the whole tree thing was she said well i make zero dollars zero money from lying but can publicists say the same and i said oh 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 you know because she knows the swifties are in like one of the most intense Girl. fan bases. So she's always like, I'm not trying to get in it with you guys. I'm not trying to, you know, oh yeah. Come for That's- you guys, come mm-hmm. for your girl. But like I'm just stating facts. So very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. It's a dangerous game anytime you mention anything about Taylor at all online. So bold of her to post it in the first place. But obviously I mean she cleared with that. Mm. That, yeah, good for her. She probably was also ready for it. And and you know what I don't really like about it the the trauma and pain causing trauma and pain. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. That's a little intense. Yeah. For... Well, and that's another thing that you said was it's interesting that you're saying that this has caused trauma and pain, considering what just happened, and she do never confirmed what she was talking about but i'm assuming that she's referring to the 23 year old who passed away unfortunately at taylor's concert i think that's most likely what she was referring to and it's very valid like yeah i may have said this because i 
was given information, but also you have much bigger things to worry about and also much heavier, real deep shit. Like someone lost their life at your concert and you're worried about a marriage rumor. I mean, you know, right. And I love Taylor. Like I, I am a yeah, Swifty, but I do. This is the Swifty disclaimer. Don't come for us. I truly am. Like anyone who knows me knows that, but I also will hold anyone that I love accountable and be like, you know, you could, you could do a little better, have a little more self-awareness. I know it's hard because they're billionaires, so they can't really, you know, have as much, do as much. But at the same time, it's like, sis, yeah, this is what you're going to talk about. Right. It's giving my diamond earring and like Kim, people are literally dying trauma and pain yes. is pretty intense and i mean tree yes maybe i i might have to deep dive one into dumois a little bit to talk about how oh. celebrities kind of get in there and manipulate and the rumors swirling like mm. how dumois started and all the speculation about who's behind mm. it because obviously the person behind it has some deep connections with celebrities right like it's It's not exactly all plebs like us giving them their Mm -hmm. tips. Um, But I also, you know, Tree really came through specifically with the Kanye, Kim, Taylor stuff. Yes. Um, And she very much was doing the, the trauma and pain in that situation, but it worked for her. So I'm wondering, like... You know, she's a great publicist, but is that all you have? She really you know, is. Time and place. And you right. did it at my birthday dinner. <laughs> and you did it at my birthday dinner. Time and place. <laughs> and speaking of intense fan bases, Beyonce oh. released the Renaissance movie. Yes. So I... I'm so excited to hear what tea you have for that because the only tea that I have been seeing is that did her mother call her out saying that she had bleached her skin for the premiere? Um, it was is actually the seeing? opposite of that. Um, basically, the discourse online was because for the Renaissance LA premiere, she Beyonce debuted her blonde hair, very Daenerys Targaryen, Khaleesi yeah. vibes. In she her looked silver amazing. outfit. She looks incredible. Uh-huh. But of course, the trolls online are like, she bleached her skin. She's trying to be white. She's got this blonde hair. Ew. Like, she's not even black. Like, she doesn't want to be black. And Mama Tina went off, actually. Okay. Hold on, there's a siren. There's a siren. Prayers for whomsoever. <sighs> And Mama Tina went off and uh, she went on a tangent on Instagram, basically like, I know she's going to be mad at me for doing this, but I'm sick of y'all. And she just said, you know, facts. Like she, Beyonce, has always done blonde hair. Like she's always changed her hair. Black women have had Mm -hmm. blonde bleach platinum hair since Etta James okay Mm -hmm. it's not a new thing so why are you guys trying to come for her 
Um, yeah. So that's what the tea was with Mama Tina. Okay. This is why I hate some of these headlines. Because I, I love that we do the weekly tea where you know what's happening. Because I'm more of like a headline reader and I scroll. And so the headlines I'm seeing are making Mama Tina out to be the bad guy here. And I'm like, no, she is like standing up for not only her daughter, but, you know, that's that's a big topic. That is a really big topic. And we see it come up so often with Zendaya. We see it come up like nobody has these conversations when Kylie Jenner pops on a little blondie wig for the Met Gala. Or Chloe or Kim are wearing braids. And appropriating, yeah. like their whole brand is appropriating. So, you know, it just doesn't seem fair. But also, she is a black woman. And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we always have it harder, unfortunately, and are Absolutely. put under a different microscope to everyone else. Um, Absolutely. Renaissance, Renaissance really is a masterpiece. Like, it is such a visually it's it's a feast for the eyes i mean it is so well made it's so cool to see everything that went into it like they planned that show for four years before like while she was working on the album before the album like while she was recording she was creating this she is such a virgo very meticulous and analytical but um my god she's just incredible i cried so many times during that movie and just seeing her evolution and blue oh my god sweet blue so so cute initial she's so cute she's so cute i feel like a proud auntie with her Um, i know everyone geeking out about her dancing on tour i'm sorry that was like the greatest three days on the internet for me (laughs) I was like, yes, right? Proud, proud. Right, right. Initially, her Paris performance was supposed to be Mm -hmm. a one-off. Like, it was just supposed to be one performance. And again, the internet trolls came for her and were like, ew, she's not giving us anything. It's like, she can't dance. What is she doing? One of her friends found one of Blue's friends found some stuff online and showed it to her. Oh, and, hell no. you know, mm, being, mm. being Beyonce and Jay-Z's daughter, she said, I'm going to show the haters and they fueled her. And that's why she continued to do it was she was like, by the end of this tour, I'm going to be amazing. And just seeing her growth in that, it's so sad that as a child, she had, famous relative or not like that sucks to see that at such a young age of like being bullied and trolled like that but for her to take that and use it as fuel to become a better person performer dancer entertainer like wow I don't know if I would have been like that at her age I would have (laughs) crumbled no I would have been done and you know what It's probably a good thing that I didn't know that earlier because I'm not above bullying a child. Like I would love to cyber bully (laughs) anybody talking shit about my girl blue. I don't care if you're 12. I'm not the bigger person. 
I will lower myself down to your level any day of the week. She, listen, this episode, first one, I'm getting canceled so many times already. <laughs> not my girl blue, okay? Blue IV? Not our girl no. blue. Not blue. Absolutely not. Blue. Not. not at all. We're going to shut that down, period. Right? <laughs> But honestly, the Renaissance movie is so wonderful. I cannot recommend it enough. It's just such a phenomenal concert movie. And it's like, I felt like I was at the concert again, but also getting the behind the scenes and seeing, you know, it's a love letter to her uncle Johnny, to queer culture, to the ballroom scene, to blackness. It's just everything. How beautiful. Like, it really is so beautiful. 100% on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Okay. Also, hashtag not spawn. So, Beyonce, when, not if, when you watch and listen to the premiere episode of Besties, <laughs> um, maybe you just consider a future spawn. You know. Girl, I will I will wear House of Darion. I'll put on the perfume. <laughs> I will do what at like mm-hmm. I'll stop talking about what? how you were underage when you first started dating Jay-Z on the internet. I'll I won't bring that up anymore. We can work it out. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> we, I'm we like, I don't know it. her. I don't know Hannah. Whatever. Just love me, Beyonce. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Canceled I'm number like, three. I know. I'm like, who said that? Yeah. <laughs> She might have. She might have been. She might have been seventeen when they got together. He might have been really twenty something. Oh, with the girl, they they're good about about covering that up. They're real, real good about being like we don't we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. Oh. It's, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This is just a complete. This is how my brain works, right? Like you're talking about this beautiful movie, and my brain, I'm literally thinking about the this clip that i just recently saw where her and jay-z are on stage and it's she does this move i don't know what it (laughs) he just looks so concerned he looks worried about her for a second and she's really all it is is that she's just feeling the music she's just really feeling it and you see him kind of he recovers but i'll I'll have to send it to you i'm not doing it justice it's all the comments are always like my girl was lit and Jay-Z was not ready for the energy she just brought to that stage. And he wasn't, he wasn't. I mean, one thing she go give to you is energy on stage. Okay. Yeah. The man also had the audacity to cheat on Beyonce. You're going to cheat on Beyonce. Speaking of cheating, another, some more tea from this week. Okay. Uh, Tiana Taylor, Tiana <sighs> Taylor and Amon Shumpert. So obviously it was declared that they separated a few months ago. They both released that joint statement on Instagram talking about how they filed for separation, but they're still best friends and love each other. But this week it came out that Tiana filed for a divorce uh, in January. Oof. In January. Oof. And in the documents, it says that she talks about how 
her fame has continued to grow. She's been on the rise mm-hmm. and he became increasingly more jealous. And, you know, on especially on red carpets, when he would be asked to move and hold her purse, that really ignited his jealousy. And he was involved in multiple cheating, cheating romps. And How are you going to be jealous? But you're the one cheating. Mm, That's okay. always a red flag to me. I'm sorry. If you are that upset about, I'm like, you are projecting. My mom always used to say, my grandma actually, she would say, you know, if they're accusing you of cheating and it's like getting intense, it's because they're literally doing it and they start getting insecure doing it. that you're doing yeah. it. No. percent. Did you know that she delivered her own baby on the bathroom floor? Like, Say what? This woman, yes, this woman is legit. Like any woman that can reach down and rip a fully formed human being that she just spent nine months growing out of her body and bring it into the world herself. You don't really want to mess with her. I'm just going to say like, you, you probably shouldn't have, yeah, you, you, you probably shouldn't have done that. You probably, you probably shouldn't have, you know, tickled the bear on that one. Right. She's just, right. she's unparalleled. She's stronger than he is. I don't care that he, what, you know more about him than I do. What position was he? I don't remember. I'm just a girl in the world. Sports. <laughs> Yay team. That's Go me. Team. Goal. <laughs> I know sports, but I forget. Honestly, when you were taught, I was just picturing her popping a baby out on her bathroom floor. So, yeah. Yeah, man. And I mean, we were just talking about Fade. You've seen her body. She just, she's built different. She said, no, I Literally. got it. I got Literally. it. Literally. It also does remind me of on Keeping Up with the Kardashians when Courtney pulls Mason out. Yes, 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 yes. And Chris and Kim are in the corner like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Could not be me. (laughs) Well, like, I'm here for it. I support it. That's your journey. Of course. Of course. Fully support (laughs) it. Like, if you're going to do it, that's a baller way to have a baby. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't need no man. Well, you know. Tiana, she's on Tiana's on her own journey now too of yeah. divorce and I think it'll be better for her I think, it'll I be think good. so too I can't wait to see who she ends up with she is so talented and beautiful and all of the things truly Absolutely. so I just can't wait to see who she ends up with and I hope it's someone who appreciates her and holds her fucking bag and lets her mm-hmm. have her moment because she's a star and she deserves yeah. to shine and be with the man that's confident enough in themselves and their relationship to let her have her moment on a red carpet. Yeah. Damn. You gotta be next level. You gotta be like Matt Rife level insecure to not be able to let your lady shine because you're so concerned about yourself. Tell me that isn't Matt Rife coded. Just... <laughs> Just the level of can't deal. It's a little pea brains can't compute. But anyway, good for her. Good for her. And speaking of Kanye, remind me in a future episode to deep dive his poor wife. Oh, Bianca. Yes. 
Do, does yeah. she need help? Do we need to call somebody? I feel I like think she's so. being held hostage. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I have heard some whispers about that situation. So, yeah, we should definitely get into yep. that in a future episode. Yep. So make sure that you guys subscribe because I'm just remembering now that Kathy Griffith got involved. You know it's bad when Kathy Griffith is making TikToks trying to save you from Kanye. Like that's like that's a, okay. a, a six degrees of celebrity connection that I personally wasn't prepared for. So yeah, Kathy Griffith and Crack Kathy Griffin, both. You're right. <laughs> this is why I was it's so terrible. On the show that we were on, because I'm always just like one. It's you know what I used to get so mad at my mom for like never knowing celebrities' <laughs> names. It was always just like a little bit off. It was always just a little tiny bit super incorrect. Now yeah. I'm turning into that person. My God, <laughs> don't even get me started on Dermot Mulroney. Triggered. How dare you? You know what that? You know. You know. And Dylan McDermott. Ooh. Ooh. No, I'm, I'm getting hives. I'm getting hives. For sure. Listen, and here's here's the now fifth time that I'm gonna get canceled. I love it because I'm a <laughs> We absolutely are gonna have to cut that out. I <laughs> but... Oh my god, the editors are gonna be working overtime. To keep my livelihood to keep me fed the editors are gonna have to cut some chunks out you know what this is why eventually we're just gonna have to start a patreon to to post the unedited clips you know the audience can listen uncut and 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 if i do get canceled at least we got a little bit of a bag from that a little bit of a bag from our uncut jobs uncut jobs but i was just gonna say that one of my favorite things that happens is when men are referred to as so-and-so's boyfriend. Like I love the Taylor yes. Swift, Travis Kelsey stuff. That's I love it when everyone's like, oh my God, Taylor Swift's boyfriend is like yes. on TV or like, oh my God, Taylor Swift. Yeah. I love that. So when you were talking about him holding her purse while she's on the red carpet and this and that, the fact that he couldn't hack it. Cause you know, you know, a real man would be like, babe, give me the purse. Give me the purse. Have your moment. I'm going to let you shine. Like we were just mm -hmm. talking about Jay-Z cheating, but do you think that Jay-Z would be upset that he had to hold Beyonce's purse? No, he'd be like no. lighting her with his phone camera fan, mm -hmm. like give, getting her yeah. the best pictures possible. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just right. disappointing to hear. And I, the men are truly on one. I mean, we have seen Kiki Palmer's man lose it. Halle Bailey's Ooh. man lost it. And Ooh. both of them went back. And look how that turned out for Miss Kiki. Not oh God! It, and and between Tayana and the Kiki, the the relationship drama it's just getting messier by the second. And I feel so bad because there's children involved. Oh my God! Yeah, that's one of the worst things about these relationships being so weaponized in the media. Um, for instance, Kiki Palmer her boyfriend taking that to Twitter on purpose, knowing that he could weaponize the exact audience that he was essentially saying was the problem in the first place. 
Because, right, he was saying, like, right. you have a big fan base, you're a celebrity, so don't dress like that. But then turned around to use her fans and the fact that she was a celebrity to put that all out there. Like, anytime you have a kid and you know that that kid is going to be able to Google what you're saying about mommy, mm. sick and twisted. Sick and twisted. Yeah, that's, that's so fucked up. Like, even if it is a baby or a child, eventually, it's the internet. Eventually, they're going to be able to look that up and see, wow, this is what my father said about my mother. Right? What is it that Kim Kardashian said? Uh, Saint saw an ad for her sex tape on Roblox. On Roblox. On fucking Roblox. On Roblox. You know, Blue Blue saw stuff about herself. We were just saying. Blue's getting right. fed information about her own self as a human being who's, you know, prepubescent and just be coming to terms with who they are and what's happening in the world. Of course, they're going to see what you did to mommy or what you said about mommy at some point or another, whether they search for it or not. That's just how the internet works. Right. That's just how the internet works. We are in a modern era. You cannot be like, you should definitely be more thoughtful if you have children and you're going to talk shit about your former spouse and the other parent of your child. Like the internet, it lives there forever. Forever. I am such an oversharer too. Like I'll be the first person to post something not caring at all that it's just permanent, but yeah, I, I really am starting to turn into that person that's like, youths, be careful what you're posting. Yes. I tell my siblings their first year in college, and I tell them all the time, be careful what you put out there because it lives there forever. And you may think you're being funny and cute online, and it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. So oh, yeah. if you're second guessing it, you maybe shouldn't post it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it Think about it's not worth the likes no every bachelorette or bachelor contestant in existence whose tweets get pulled out from middle school laura lee do you remember her crying apology video with the snot wasn't that from tweets like racist tweets from she was like i was in high school or so and she's like it's like sucks to suck also i have some i have some internet literacy delete them right delete i wasn't a great person in middle school i was just forming that i mean who was who was right you don't even an adult now (laughs) right our show that we met on Mm -hmm. they went through all of our social medias and someone in the fussy network of our podcast network cody who i host silk the podcast with they were like hey you have some problematic tweets from a long time ago, but we're going to need you to delete these. Here are the screenshots. We're going to need you. And he was like, oh my God, I did that. Like that was 15 years, like when Twitter started, Yeah, you know? And it's oh, like, yeah. I can only imagine some of the stuff I even have on Facebook. I remember back in the day when Facebook, and th- maybe this is aging oh, us. Oh God. But when yes. Facebook <laughs> put a status, it said like, Hannah Newman is, and you would be, you'd put like drinking a Red Bull, and that, you know it was just a different time. Had to be there. Speaking had to be there. So, listen, I just saw Charlie D'Amelio do an ad for Tamagotchis. I know that little girl is not 
is not I Y2K had it, it's come back, but I draw the line at having Gen Z do an ad for a Tamagotchi. I, I just feel couldn't wrong. agree more. It feels it, so wrong and disrespectful and appropriation of millennial culture, and I don't like it at all. That's for us. Since we're on the topic of it was a different time, I would love oh, to are introduce we gonna, are we, my are deep we dive to topic. Oh, y'all, I'm so scared, but I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so scared. I am going to take us back to the year 2008. To paint a really uh, great picture for you, I was in eighth grade, the the full purple eyeshadow, the slicked back pony. I think I had those cargo pants with the zips. You could turn them into shorts. You know, you got the layered tank. Oh. You got the you got the like the the pink tank and then like a brown tank on top and it's got like a picture of like a monkey or something on it. Yeah. Tamagotchi yeah, offering were monkey or something. Heath Ledger passes away <gasps> from an overdose. Taking oh. one of the most literally the peak of his career. Actually not even the peak. So this man moves from Australia. He has a, he has an okay career happening in Australia. He moves to the United States. He starts off with a bang, okay? Hemsworth Brothers, who, this man, just right away, bangers. Like, if we're really talking about what was going to launch his career, it was going to be The Joker, which, of course, is the movie that he was doing when he passed away. But this story is talking about how Mary-Kate Olsen might have allegedly, all of this is alleged, huge warning, all of this is alleged, might have murdered him allegedly. Wait, listeners, if you are just listening, my face is cracked. <laughs> I'm sorry, murder allegedly. So maybe murder's a little strong, but well, let me just tell you the details, and you tell me what you th- what you think. Okay. Okay. So of course you know the Olsen twins, right? Of Full House. We don't mention Fuller House, and we definitely do not mention Miss Candace Cameron Bure. Is it Bure? Burr? Bure. I don't, Bure. I don't know her. No, I don't want to know her. She's dead to me now. She tarnished one of my comfort childhood favorite shows. How are you going to come for my Queen Jojo Siwa? Not once, but twice. Didn't she go after her twice? She did. And listen, I'm pretty sure at the beginning of this episode, I said something like, I'm the pettiest person alive. I'm not the bigger person. I will always lower myself to your level and give you what you gave me. But I'm also a hypocrite. And I think it's disgusting that a grown woman is going after a child. But of course we know, you know, Candace's history, you know, it's, it's layers of problems. And let's just say that in this pod, we don't support that here. For whatever reason, you were to see maybe Sentisha and I on a TV show. And if for whatever reason, it looked like we might be supporting somebody that just doesn't really fit with our brand of love and equality and supporting everybody and every gender and every color. Just know that that potentially could be editing. It's yeah. 2023 editing 
is insane nowadays, as you guys have seen, okay? AI, the way things work now, you can make anything look like anything, okay? But anyway, in case anyone has a hard time telling the twins apart like I do, Mary-Kate is the one that married Olivier Sarkozy. So he was the half-brother to Nicolas Sarkozy, the former president of France, okay? They had a 17-year age gap. On April 17th of 2020, she filed for divorce from Sarkozy. And on May 13th, she filed for an emergency, uh, like, push-through order to get it, like, completed as quickly as possible. And because it was the middle of COVID and everything was delayed, they basically were like, "Mm, we ain't doing it. One day later, she was denied. And the full divorce was only finalized in January of 2021. Now the other sister, Ashley, so she's the one that just had the secret baby. She, I don't know if you saw, but randomly they were like, Ashley Olsen's had a baby. That was back in August. Um, She's also the one that previously dated Jared Leto, our favorite cult leader. And she also dated Lance Armstrong. Um, Our favorite one bald athletic liar. Ashley actually, in 2005, sued the National Enquirer for $40 million because at the time, let me just look through my notes here. I also like to, the way that I remember them is Ashley is a little more blonder and cookie cutter and Mary Kate is a little more grungy. Like she's the one that's smoking cigarettes, wearing sunglasses, Putting the Birkin hair. bag on the dirty New York City sidewalk. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. That's Mary Kate. Whereas Ashley is a little more polished. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is exactly why Ashley did not like that when she was dating Scott Sartiano. Do you know, do you know Scott? You ever no, heard about Scott? I don't. No. So he's the founder of One Oak and he also founded Butter. Do you remember that restaurant in New York? I think there's a Gossip Girl oh, episode yes. where they're like obsessed yes. with butter. Um, yes. And he also founded Zero Bond, which is like a private celebrity social club. So he's he's kind of like a normie who just hangs out with celebs. And at the time he was dating um, Ashley, he also previously dated uh, Anne Hathaway in 2002 after she broke up with Topher Grace. Did you know that? Anne Hathaway and Topher Grace dated? No. What? Girl, I was deep in the archives for this, okay? How long did that last? So everything that I could find said it was pretty brief and like off and on. And I think that she, it kind of alluded to her dating Scott Sartiano as like, like, revenge for like one of the off times with Topher. But, wow. Right. So the FBI oh, does wow. this investigation into Scott Sartiano, who was 30 at the time. I, again, this is like 2005, 2004, maybe. Um, he was accused of using and selling drugs and offering people cocaine as bribes. But the National Enquirer in one of the most amazing 
clout chasing pioneering moments in history you anyone who's just listening i wish you could see tisha's face right now she's <laughs> because it, it's it's real tea so first of all imagine bribing celebrities with coke like some of you guys got to be better than that like if you're in one oak and all it takes is like a line scott's a normie you some of you are better than that so the FBI looks into him, but the National Enquirer goes and publish, publishes an issue with Ashley's face on it, and her eyes are half closed on the, she's, you know, it's not a flattering photo at all. And the headline reads, Ashley Olsen caught in a drug scandal. And then in the smallest, finest print you've ever seen underneath, it says, like, Ashley's boyfriend investigated by FBI, blah, 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 blah. So the National Enquirer essentially was like, you're not going to know this Normie Scott, but you know his girl Ashley, and we're going to put her on blast. So she sues for $40 million because she says, this makes me look like a drug user. You have purposefully basically alluded to me being involved, and the photo you've used makes it look like I'm using. So the National Enquirer essentially just says, sorry and i couldn't find i it was like settled it it was settled at, like i don't know if money was exchanged but they put out a statement essentially being like our bad we didn't intend our, our my favorite gaslight move after you like pick a fight with your boyfriend i didn't intend to do that intention versus wow. impact so this is Ashley, okay? And this is in the era that the girls are pretty much allegedly using drugs. I think um, at that time, Mary-Kate was hospitalized for anorexia. This was yes. a little bit after they had filmed one of their last movies. New York Minute. New York Minute. I'm pretty sure it was right after that where they kind of were rejecting the limelight they didn't really want to be acting anymore they were definitely not the healthiest so fast forward four years to 2008 sources are saying that mary kate is dating heath ledger and the sources are saying it in a way that is so shady i mean people are literally telling and this only came out after he died so people, they were never caught by the paparazzi. They never filmed a project together. Nobody knew that these two were dating until this all happened. And it came out that she could have been involved in his death, allegedly. Sources are telling people that they were hooking up, but it wasn't that serious. And they didn't really want to be a thing. At that time, he had just separated from Michelle Williams of Dawson's Creek, not of Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. Um, <laughs> The other Michelle. <laughs> the, the other Michelle. They had a two-year-old daughter and they were living together in Brooklyn. So when they separated, he moved into an apartment in Manhattan. Now, when he died, that's what really, really first started this conversation about method acting. Because they found this diary that he was using to get into the Joker character and so everybody was like, oh, he was, he was depressed. He was so isolated because he was playing the Joker. This, and he committed suicide. And then other people immediately blamed Michelle because it's always a woman's fault, even when it's not, right? They were saying right. he was depressed. You left him, this and that. And a lot of people cited that journal too because he had written across one of the pages the words bye-bye. 
And so they were like, that's his suicide note. Like he was driven to it. He did this on purpose. So people are speculating. It was very much in the era that we were kind of talking about at the beginning of the episode where you really did get your news from published magazines, from these like gross, disgusting gossip columns that were like sort of kind of just making stuff up about these celebrities. So his death had a lot of stuff attached to it that was like kind of gross, kind of speculative. Um, yeah. Pretty much anytime anyone dies from an OD, that's that's people's first go-to still to this day. But that one in particular, mm -hmm. it unfortunately ended up making the Joker even more popular. And of course, incredible mm -hmm. performance by him. He was given mm -hmm. an Oscar posthumously for it. it. It just didn't help that that was the movie he was making when this happened. Okay, so th this is the timeline of events. Put your little Nancy Drew hat on. You're a lead investigator. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I've got my microscope and I'm going to be Nancy Drew. So, is she English? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think she is, but I felt the need you know to what? be English for that. If it worked, you, listen, live your truth. If Maybe that's going to get you there. Holmes. I think I went more there the Sherlock Holmes route. <laughs> okay, see, it, you had it. You were there. Yeah, but, we but had it. Enola Holmes, right? Millie yes. Bobby Brown? Mm, Got you, girl. Mm -hmm. I might yes, have to deep dive please. her next because that's... What? We'll come back oh to that. Oh, my gosh. We'll, oh guys, Lord. next episode, we're going to deep dive Millie Bobby. So, oh, oh, my God. It is January 21st. 2008 we're coming up on the anniversary here so Heath calls his sister and he's saying that he doesn't feel well he has walking pneumonia he's not sleeping and she says please don't mix all of those prescriptions that you have you don't know what she's basically warning him about his like drug cocktail that he had been taking because he was a notorious insomniac like all of his friends knew that he would just pace all night long he could not get to sleep high anxiety it you know he was obviously going through some stuff at the time he just was like very mentally and also physically unwell he says mm -hmm. kate which is his sister i'll be fine don't worry about me she says okay hangs up the phone next day january 22nd he is in his apartment that so what's interesting to me is originally it was reported that the apartment he was living in was previously owned by mary kate that later came out to be false, but it was a big part oh. of the narrative at the time that she had, yeah. because people kind of knew they were friends, that maybe she had gotten him the apartment. Um, because a lot of this stuff is kind of scrubbed from the internet now in this day and age, which mm -hmm. you'll know why in a hot second here, it's hard to tell if, if that ever had any merit, even just a little bit. Mm. But either way, the housekeeper shows up to the apartment at 1230 because she needed to change a light bulb. She sees him asleep in the bed. She said his blankets were pulled up over his shoulders and she heard what she thought was snoring. So she left and went about the rest of her day. Um, mm -hmm. And at 245, the massage therapist. So he, he had an appointment at three for a, a massage. The massage therapist shows up at 2.45, can't get him to answer the phone, can't get him to answer the front door. For some reason or somehow, she gets into the house, the apartment, 
and starts setting up the table in his bedroom, which is obviously a really loud process. It's like a big, clunky, foldable table. Right. And notices yeah. that he won't wake up. Now, her name is Diana Wallison. If you were Diana and you walked into Heath's bedroom and you find that he's not really conscious, not really reacting, not really waking up, he's a little cold to the touch. What would you do? Um, I would probably panic and call 911. Okay, great. Yeah, see, I think I would also do that. Diana does not do that. Diana picks up Heath's phone and calls Mary Kate. Now, what's interesting what? here that was is her that first thing, her first thought. It was not only her first, her it was her second and her third. She called her three separate times. So here's the thing. Some sources say that what? it was because she knew that they were friends and they were dating and she needed advice on what to do next. Some sources say that Ashley was also a client of Diana. Other sources say that she just simply saw that Mary Kate was on speed. Cause this is back in the day of the flip phone. Right. So there was like no lock or anything when, when she would go to open Heath's phone, most likely she would either see Mary Kate's number right there, or she would have to search it in the contacts and like specifically yeah. seek her out. Right. So the first phone call is 49 seconds long. They hang up and she calls her again. This time the phone call is one minute and 39 seconds. They hang up. She calls Mary Kate a third time. And that phone call is 21 seconds long. Only then does she call 911. Mary Kate, who was in California at the time, sent her personal security guard to meet Diana at Heath's apartment, okay? He ends up getting there at the exact same time as the paramedics. They r literally ride up the elevator together. That's how, that's how the, at the exact same time they get together. So timeline-wise, Diana spends nine minutes talking to Mary-Kate before calling 911, Okay. 911 is called at 326. And again, I'm doesn't sorry. call his mom, doesn't call his dad. Calls Mary respectfully, Kate. respectfully, Diana, I'm sorry. That's dumb as hell. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's your first. Right. I mean, I get it. Flip phones. You didn't know what to do. But if there's a cold body not moving, I'm making all this noise. I'm not going to, like, I, I don't, I just don't understand that logic. That is right. very fucking fishy. Exactly. That's so exactly. Like, that's so bizarre. I'm, like, legit trying to understand that process of thinking, and it's, it's very shady. Right. 911 gets there at 3.33, and they declare Heath dead at 3.36. So that timeline is so quick. I'm assuming they walked in and were like, hey, we can't he resuscitate. He's, he's been he gone. 
Which, of yeah. course, immediately has me thinking, the housekeeper said that she thought she heard snoring. I'm wondering if she heard his final breaths as, you know, and like, that might have been when he was, he was leaving this world. Wow. So we have three phone calls, finally to 911. Somehow 911 gets through Manhattan traffic in seven minutes. Absolutely incredible. The autopsy shows that he died of acute intoxication. So in his system, he had Ambien, Xanax, hydrocodone, so like cough syrup. And these were things that were prescribed to him, but he also had Vicodin, Oxycontin, and Oxycodone. And those things weren't prescribed to him. And ultimately, mixing those two into the cocktail was what ended up being fatal. So immediately, investigators want to know where he got the drugs that were not prescribed to him specifically. They start looking at Ashley. Hey, girl, uh, the masseuse called you three times. You sent your security guard. That wouldn't have been to allegedly clean up any drugs from the scene or anything crazy like that, right? What's going on? She lawyers up and refuses to speak to the police until she's granted immunity. And because they won't grant her immunity, they subpoena her and ultimately, because she has a good lawyer, have to just drop it. Articles start coming out, kind of being like, hey, queen, so you're asking for immunity. That wouldn't be because you supplied all of those drugs that killed your friend, right? Um, and that's where ultimately this narrative starts getting painted in the media of Mary-Kate having extreme involvement in his death, because again, let's say, for instance, that she, alleged, and this is full speculation, but for instance, she could have allegedly had her own prescription and he asked her for a pill. She gave him one or two from her own stash. That actually would be considered a felt like that's jail time. That's, that's in the way that you can charge a drug dealer for providing, like Mac Miller, his, his, the drugs that had fentanyl in it that killed him, they were able to charge that drug dealer with homicide. So whoever provides the drugs that ultimately somebody ODs with, even if it's accidental, major, major deal. Some more information comes to light about the masseuse. Apparently, she had no license to be a massage therapist, which is a felony in New York City to be practicing massage therapy without a license. Um, Mary Kate goes on to try to kind of clean up her reputation in the media. The Olsons really start laying low, but she does something really interesting. She puts out a $55,000 bag in her fashion line that has like these fake prescription pills all over it. And so that kind of brings everything up again because everyone's saying, why are you glamorizing drug use? Your friend died from an overdose. Now you're putting out this pill bag like it's a fun little fashion accessory. And then just as recent as 2020, a TikTok user named uh, Magger Butch had a really viral video talking about all of this. And it's coincidentally scrubbed from the internet. So some people are wondering if Miss Mary-Kate went through and gave her a little cease and desisty. Um, because again, what we're talking about right now is all very alleged. Please don't sue me. 
but yeah, yeah. Some of some of the the math ain't mathin'. So I get. I'm gonna hand it over to you. You tell me what you think happened, and then I'll tell you what I think happened. Well, I just need to process all of that. That was a lot. Holy shit, that's insane. I had no idea she was involved like that and she was the first call that the masseuse made. So to me, now that I know all the information, mm-hmm. knowing that the masseuse didn't have her license, she probably got freaked out because I didn't know that that's a felony in New York. So she might have, if Mary Kate was a client, she probably was her friend. She knows that she was dating Heath or seeing him at the time. So she probably was trying to cover her ass by reaching out to Mary Kate because she knew she wasn't a a licensed massage therapist and knowing that that's a felony in New York. And she knew that Mary Kate and Heath were involved romantically or at least friends and Mary Kate was a client. She probably was trying to cover her ass because she didn't want to, you know, get caught up in all of it. So now that kind of makes more sense, but I'm still like, girl, that's a deceased person in the same room as you. I I don't know. Me personally, I would have panicked and called 911. But to each his own, I guess if you're doing some shady stuff or things that aren't legal, you never know, I guess, like to cover your bases. Um, and with Mary Kate, I mean, that's so wild that she she was the person who gave him the fatal drugs. Like that allegedly. Is insane. Allegedly. Allegedly. Of allegedly. course. Allegedly. 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 But <laughs> take a shot every Take a shot every time we say allegedly on this podcast, and you'll be feeling really yeah. good. Wait but for the merch drop. We're gonna have some T-shirts that say allegedly, allegedly, because oh it's my God. gonna be yes. a theme. It is it's, absolutely gonna yes. be a theme on this podcast. I can't. I can't afford a lawyer. Are a you kidding? Percent. This NDA from the show we were on is already gonna take me out. Because <laughs> Hannah's ready to pop off. Oh my God. No, but honestly, I am just like really saddened and bummed. It just bums me out, honestly, to know that Mary Kate, like just the fact that she has the resources to cover up something so horrendous and to just try to sweep it under the rug. Like this was someone's brother, someone's father, you know, and I, I'm truly just, I'm still trying to process it and wrap my head around it because I was a huge Heath stan. Like I still remember where I was when I found out he passed away and I was mm-hmm. devastated. Like, in public had a breakdown like oh my god 10 things i hate about you is like top five movie ever for me yeah he just i loved him and you know i love mary kay too obviously growing up with them they were everything to me and just knowing that 
she could possibly be involved in something so dark-sided and not have to take accountability for it and just pay people to sweep it under the rug for her and not be Mm -hmm. held accountable like that sucks like you may have possibly had a hand in murdering someone allegedly or allegedly allegedly (laughs) being involved (laughs) in something like that and the fact that you just cover it up to cover your bases is really such a bummer and just to like go right. about your life and then make a bag with pills on it, like that is so yeah. tacky. Like very tone deaf. Very, very tone, tone deaf. deaf. And of course, yeah. the one thing we can count on celebrities to do is to have the audacity. The amount of mm. times they do things like that without just a single thought, a, a single, you know, it, it makes me wonder how the back to tree pain. Was trauma and pain caused during the loss of her friend? Because if I lost a friend that way, I don't know that I would be able to look at pills ever again, let alone put them on a, a on a product. I I just don't. I can't see where she put that out and just didn't have you know like a war flashback to losing somebody that she was close enough to where she was the first three phone calls from the masseuse. Right. right. Here's one major thing that I didn't mention purposefully and we'll see if it changes your mind because here's what i think happened allegedly at the time mary kate was 22 years old heath was 28 so not to talk about you know an age gap more so to talk about what does a 22 year old do when faced with a phone call that her boyfriend or her hookup her sneaky link has fully OD'd, right? So we know that the first call was 49 seconds long. That makes me feel like the masseuse allegedly called her up and said, something is so wrong. He is absolutely dead. Because listen, if the if 911 is going to get there at 333 and he's pronounced dead at 336, he was dead, dead. Okay. There's no way that this masseuse like touched him or went to rouse him and wasn't just immediately sure that he was gone. So I think that the first phone call at 49 seconds was her being like, I think he's dead. And Mary Kate probably said, hang up the phone, check again. You need to like really check, like check if he's Mm -hmm. okay. So they hang up. She calls again, this time for a minute and 30, 30 something seconds, right? That time, I think she tells her, no, he is, he's really, really dead. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, what do I do? At that Mm -hmm. point, who knows what Mary Kate says? Mary Kate's like, okay, probably like I need to figure out. She's 22. She's probably in shock. I need to figure out what to do. Give me a second. Like, call me in a minute. Keep like try. Maybe she even says try CPR. We don't know, right? Mm-hmm. They hang up. The following call again is only a couple. I think it's the shortest call. I think yeah, it is seconds. something like 21 seconds, right? Yeah. That time she probably you know is like. Mary Kate, what do I do? He's, he's gone, gone. I'm panicking. Mary Kate says, I already called my personal security guard. He's on the way to help. Right. So Mary Kate, again, she was in California. This was happening in New York, a 22 year old. Yeah. It would make sense that she's like, let me just send my guy. My guy will help you when, especially if they knew that he was already gone. You know, it was like, maybe it was less of a cover-up. Maybe the security guard wasn't necessarily sent to clean up the drugs, but more so it was like, 
I don't, I, I don't know what to do. I'm a child. Let me get this man to go and help you. He'll tell you, he'll help you. He'll know what to do. That's when they call 911. Of course, 911 gets there right when the security guard gets there. They don't let him go in. What irks me, I guess, in the end of all of it, and or I'll, I'll, I will say to bring up Mac Miller again, this was in the era where when a celebrity passed away, it was publicized immediately. They obviously didn't have TMZ like we have it now. Like I can remember when Mac Miller died, I think I actually watched them the coroner wheel his body out of his house because TMZ had a helicopter there immediately. So it could be that in the celebrity world, you know, your first thought, especially if you know somebody's already gone and past saving is to save them and their family from further trauma. You know that the tabloids are going to get it. You know that people at 911 are going to be like, I'm at Heath Ledger's house. You know that it's going to be publicized almost immediately. It could be that her sending the security guard was, more of an effort, like as sad as it is, like a PR effort, or to kind of try to mitigate the press before calling 911. So the but security what bugs guard me about this, got there before 911? At the same exact time. They rode up in the elevator together. Wow. Together. <clears throat> so, wow. of course, like I said, a lot of people speculate he was there to clean up the drugs, there to clean up any evidence that she was there, there to clean up it. But it it could be that he was just, you know, she was 22. She said, this is a guy that I have that I trust in New York. Let, let me send him over to help. I, I don't I can't do anything from super far away. Um, now, something that kind of goes along that speculation is the article that I read concerning her asking for immunity. A lot of people point to that saying, why would you ask for immunity if you weren't guilty? It turns out that when you're dealing with the FBI, it's a completely different situation than dealing with regular cops. You can't really ask for your lawyer or not want to talk. They can slap you with subpoenas. They can force you to like talk mm. without a lawyer. It could look, it, it, you just get into a situation where even if you truly are innocent, you know, it gets a little hairy scary. It turns out that the smartest thing she actually did, even if she was fully innocent, was ask for immunity and go through her lawyer. Because the feds, listen, ACAB, right? The feds are not, they're looking, especially if it's a big scandal, very publicized, they need to shut it down. They They need to say, we know exactly who did it. They need to look like the good guys. They need to have somebody to pin it on. Little, little teeny tiny Mary Kate might've been that person for them. She said, not today. But what bothers me in the end That's is true. that the cops, the cops know what happened. They have to know. The only people that don't know is us plebs. Because if they have the records, the phone records to pull that the masseuse called her three times, that means they know who Mary Kate called. I mean, obviously she called the security guard, but who did she call after that? They know his prescriptions, which means they know what prescriptions she had they know all of their connections they the cops know what happened and for whatever reason they put a little sprinkle into the media saying hey mary kate might have been involved but we can't pin her for it and then they you know homer simpson backed out into the bush and just left her to deal Mm -hmm. with like the pr mess so whatever the truth is you know whether she did it or not is it odd that the cops almost have their own little PR team to pin it on somebody 
even when they don't pin it on somebody thoughts feelings questions concerns i mean we we already know the feds are quick to point a finger at someone so they can say okay problem solved crime solved yep so i guess knowing all of the information knowing how young she was knowing like the i that's a good point also that you said about just the PR when it comes to celebrities dying and specifically TMZ, they are so, I mean, let's not forget what happened with Kobe Bryant and the helicopter. Like they really are so quick, but also vile when it comes Mm -hmm. to getting, like they want to be the first ones to report so-and-so is dead. Right. They will walk into a crime scene with the caution tape and be like, okay, we just wanted to be the first ones to do it. So that right. is a good point of her possibly just trying to cover her ass being a panicked 22-year-old. Or protect him, protect his family, right? I think protect the, him, the Kobe his daughter. Bryant photos. Right. Yeah. So the Kobe Bryant photos, I think it was the the paramedic sold those photos to TMZ or something like that. So, you know, it's it's regular people that show up to it's the paramedics, it's the fire department, it's the cops that are also exploiting these celebrities at the scene for a quick buck because they know like like there's literal pictures of Marilyn and what's crazy too, so you know the 27 club, that's a big mm-hmm. thing. Keith was 28. Yes. Him and Marilyn were found in similar positions. They were both naked face down in their bed with the bed sheets kind of pulled up over them. And there's, there's pictures of Marilyn deceased, you know, like, so, Mm -hmm. so yeah, TMZ might not have been as intense in 2008, but I I don't even know what year Marilyn went down and poor thing. Like if there's photos Mm -hmm. of that and she's exploited post-mortem continually from just that, I'm sure that it, it could have been done and, to the max for Mr. Ledger as well. For sure. The only other thing I didn't mention was the one and only statement that Mary Kate released was something along the lines of Heath was a friend and this is an incredibly tragic loss. Two sentences, period. That's it. Very much giving the lawyer had me release this because I can't be found culpable even a little bit. Pairing that with, with the pill bag, bad taste in my mouth. Bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. It's like I have to acknowledge this because this was someone that I maybe cared about, but also I don't want to be culpable of anything whatsoever. Right. Very sus. It's still sus. Like I I could see the devil's advocate in it of like what you were saying, but it's still very sus. I'm left, like you said, with the bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, especially if we are correct about her cleaning up, let's say that extremely viral TikTok just in 2020 talking about it, it means Mm -hmm. she's still kind of doing damage control. I mean, we had a whole conversation at the beginning of this episode. The internet is forever, Mm -hmm. forever and ever. So please don't cease and desist us. It's just going to make you look worse. Miss Mary Kate. Uh, That part. It really is. That part. 
And it's all allegedly. It's all allegedly. It it is all alleged. It's speculation. It's just, we're just having a silly, Mm -hmm. goofy time. We're just two besties chatting, you know? Yeah. And my God, was that some tea if I ever heard any, sipped any, my thirst has been quenched Mm -hmm. from that. And it also does just make me miss Heath so much. Like, I really, I loved him so much. Imagine if he would have gone on to do. Oh my God, I know. Ethan, do you remember on our show when we were doing our trial run and we were on a game show, that's where we met. (laughs) on a game show and one of the clues that we got was a night and my yep, first half thought that room half that Heath, room said Heath Heath Ledger. Ledger. <laughs> and then they called on me and tried to make me look like boo boo the fool and i said if any if can you make a hologram of heath if anyone is gonna come out i would love for him to come out. I would love a hologram, a ghost. Absolutely. Let's get a medium in here. Let's oh, try yeah. to figure something out. Okay. We've seen like, what they've done with him back. Peacock. We've seen what they've done with Michael. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. all I know, you know, Fox pulled out some budget for that day. We we thought and you guys I were just Heath. like that. And I, I want he maybe he could. I thought maybe it's he true. could. I'm like, oh, I'm praying. I'm praying. Can you make it happen? gone too soon truly gone too soon but never forgotten i mean what never forgotten for being 28 what a remarkable career i mean truly the versatility the the heart the soul oh man he was just truly one of a kind he it's it's really incredible to see somebody's vibes shine through in their interview. Have you ever seen that clip where he's on a red carpet and this random woman, I mean this like absolute fan comes up and just I know, I already screams know. in his face and he turns around and just like full open mouth kisses her. And yes. like the vibe of that compared to let's say Seinfeld when Kesha tried to hug him and he was like, oh, no, 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 go away. No, no. Like you can just tell people's vibe, and yeah, he, he was that guy. He had, he he had the guy. vibe. He was that bitch. Yeah, yeah. And he really was. I will miss him always. He really was. Always, 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 always. Oh my god, the best! Wow. Yeah. What a good deep dive, girl. You left me. Oh my god! If you are just listening to this, get ready for the TikToks of my face being cracked me being gagged and shook to the core. I did not know any of that information. And I am just going to be thinking about this all day. <laughs> yep. Me too. Honestly, I told you even, even dad, even Papa knew was like, Oh, I got to Google me some Mary Kate. Now it's, yeah. it's intense. And for our listeners also, please also head to our Instagram message us on what you want us to deep dive next. We threw you a couple options. And all Let of them, know. I have no idea what you're trying to bring up. So I'm yeah. excited, but also anxious <laughs> to hear what Girl, you're about to break up. I, I'm going to have to put down the coffee before the next episode because I my nervous system is unregulated. <laughs> and speaking of next episode also, remind me... 
to bring up that Sean Mendez might be in a cult. Very good topic for our weekly tea next episode. It, it's oh. just developing now. We need a little bit more information, but there's cult leaders. There he might be dating one of the one of the women that's connected deeply to their like messiah figure. Not a messiah girl. Listen, if I'm gonna follow any what? messiah, it's gonna be Jared. But Sean Mendez could turn me. I, I I I like a good cult because I I think I'm a little lost and I'm searching for that community. <laughs> you know, like the scene in Midsummer when they're screaming. Everyone's like, Midsummer's so scary. No, she found friends. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is a movie about friendship and support and family and love. They're holding her and screaming with her. That's empathy. That's support. That's bad bitches. You're right. You're right. You're right. I think we need oh, to yeah. do an episode on cults, period, because I heard there's a few people in Hollywood I've heard are possibly in cults. So I think that could be interesting. Some Very pretty true. heavy hitters. Some Scientology. Although I don't really want people following Ooh. me home. So maybe. I don't know, you know about that. I heard they I send them. I don't know about that. I heard they send them. If I you're, if you're chatting. Too. Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't know about that. Maybe w- right. let's wait till we get some Mary Kate security clearance and then we could go down that deep dive. But until then, I'm sitting until then. pretty. I'm not yep. I'm not no. messing with David Miscavige, okay? We still don't no, know no. where Shelly is. And where Anne is it? Where's Shelly? Shelly? Girl, where's Shelly? Where's Shelly? You tell us where Shelly is. I know you know. We said too much. We said too much. <laughs> Already, just just even it's like Voldemort. We we said her name. That's probably enough. I'm gonna be listen. I got some errands Girl. to run after this episode. I'm gonna be looking in the rearview mirror. Same, same. We I might will. need to join the Sean Mendez cult for protection at this point. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Sean Sean is daddy, so I'm not yeah. mad about it. I'm not mad about it either. And we're not mad at you guys for listening to our first episode. We did it. Yay. Happy Yay. Besties premiere day. Yeah, So excited. So much for listening to Besties. And like Hannah said, make sure you're following us on social media under the Besties pod. Is it the Besties mm-hmm. pod or the Besties podcast? It's Besties pod. Yep. TikTok, Instagram. Obviously, we got a lot to talk about still. So subscribe everywhere so that you get your podcasts. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. Can't wait for next week. Well, I love making new friends. Yes. New besties. <laughs> okay, we got to go. I got to get out if of here. I got to set my don't own. don't hear from us, you know what happened. We found out where Shelly went. If you don't hear from us, we know where Shelly is. Okay, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.